Remember, purpose is not just intentions or I intended, but it's more of a made-up mind of a determination that you are going to do it, and you did do it. Amen. So let's think about that. Trying to get everybody situated. Amen. I'm going to be reading in the book of Luke, chapter number 5, verse 1 through 2. I think some of you are going to be surprised by the text that I have chosen to begin this topic on purpose. Verse number 1, Luke 5, And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennaret, thank you, it's Galilee, and saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. You can be seated. Washing their nets. Washing their nets. That really stuck with me as I was reading today, getting everything finalized in the Lord. I want to try to talk this evening about purity of purpose. Purity of purpose. It's amazing to me that the Lord began to deal with me as I read that verse, that here he was, people gathered around and wanting to hear the word of God. And he looked out and he saw these ships that were empty because the fishermen had gone to wash their nets. Wow. Clean their equipment. For the next time, they went out to try to catch fish. And it was, of course, Peter and the rest of them. It was their ships. And Jesus got into the boat and he began to teach. But washing the nets. I want to try tonight to leave this thought with you. Purity of purpose. Purity of purpose. I don't really want to give you much more about the nets yet until I feel like that I have sown enough for me to bring that point home. And when I do, you're going to understand the importance of purpose, the importance of purpose. Remember, the only way we can find our purpose is through the Word of God. That's how we see God, and God reveals the purpose to us. But we must have more than an intention to get into the Word. We must have a determination. Matthew 5, I'm going to be reading lots of Scripture. Matthew 5, 8 says this, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Isn't that amazing? That means if I can somehow find God's way of getting my heart pure, I'm going to see God. That's a promise in the Word. I'm going to see God. It may not be in a physical form, but I'm going to see God. I'm going to see something that he has manifested from his own might, his own will, that I'm going to see him in my life. Pure in this verse means clean. Washing the nets. They were cleaning the nets. Wow. It's amazing to me. They've been out fishing all night. They came, and here they went out of the ship still working. They've been up all night, but instead of just leaving the dirty nets till another time, they begin to wash them. And in this particular setting, if I'm not mistaken, after the Lord began to teach, he said, Peter, go out into the deep or go out a little ways and let down your nets. He said, but we were fishing all night. Nevertheless, at thy word. And when he did, he caught a whole bunch of fish. Amen. Ephesians 5, 26 through 27, 
says here that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. So if I'm going to have purity of purpose, then I've got to have the word washing my heart. Because my heart's got to be clean. My heart's got to be pure. And so maybe that's why we're having a hard time understanding our purpose in the kingdom of God or even fulfilling that purpose is because we're not allowing the Word of God to wash us in a spiritual sense. It goes on to say in the next verse of that chapter that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that it should be holy and without blemish. I wonder, I wonder if I am so busy just putting my nets up, not tending them, not mending them, not washing them, and then when I really try to do something for the Lord, I find out that my nets are all in a mess. They're, they're, they're torn, they're dirty, and, and it doesn't matter how many fish are there, I can't even get them in the water. And I know many of you are not. People that fish, I know many of you ladies don't. Many of you men may like to. You don't get a chance. But it's important you got the equipment ready to go. I'm going to tell you that right now. There's nothing worse than getting out there and seeing all these fish and trying to throw your pole and nothing happens. It's very frustrating, you know. And you're thinking to yourself, why did this pole do this? No, it had nothing to do with the pole. It was had to do with my lack of maintenance on the pole. I have that happen to me a lot, and I'm going to be honest with you. I don't pull a lot of maintenance on my fishing poles. Every now and then I may change the line. I just, you know, I got so many poles, I just grab another one. Well, that's pretty smart to me. If one verse won't do it, I got to grab another. (laughs) You know, if that one verse just ain't working for me, just ain't cleansing me, just ain't what I really need, then I've got to get another. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to stick with this getting in the Word. We're going to stick with this of really learning the Word again. From the basic fundamental foundation where we first came into the truth until we are now until we can go on. We've got to go back to the original foundation. We have got to have purity of purpose. Our intentions have got to be pure. They've got to be clean. And then it can become that determination. Amen. Proverbs 30 and 5 says, every word of God is pure. Psalms 119, 140 says, thy word is very pure. The word pure in these two settings mean to refine or purge. Purity of purpose. Having a clean or pure heart. Now, some of you that resist the refining process, the purging process, it's hard for your heart to be pure. Oh, it got quiet. Isaiah 48 and 10 says, Behold, I have refined thee, but not with silver. I have chosen thee in the furnace of affliction. And so when I'm in that trial, when I'm in that tribulation, when I'm in that affliction, what is happening if I have the Word? Now, if I'm not in the Word, then I'm just going through a hard time. But if I'm in the Word, then the Word begins to wash my heart. It makes it clean. And then I get purity of purpose. I get determined. I'm not 
I'm not failing this test. I'm not giving up. I'm not losing hope. I'm not losing faith. I know that God is working something good in this. He is cleansing me. And I know I've talked about, you know, trials and tribulations before, but sometimes we just don't get it that when we're in a spiritual test, it is to make us without spot, without wrinkle, or any such thing. Amen. Praise the Lord. James 1, 3 and 4 says, Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Romans 5, 3 through 5, and not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulations worketh patience. And patience experience, and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Purity of purpose. I wonder how many of us have really washed our nets lately. Did not the Lord, when he chose them, said he will make them fishers of men? So in a spiritual application, they were still using nets. But the nets had to be clean. And the only way that's going to happen is through the word of God that cleanses us and through the affliction and the trying of our faith because it worketh patience and patience experience and experience hope. Hope is your purpose. When you lose your purpose, you lose hope. When people begin to say, I'm losing hope, or I'm hopeless, or what is my purpose, what they're actually saying is, I don't have any hope anymore. And the reason you don't have hope is because you've not let the things that you're enduring and going through work its course. Because what it's trying to do is cleanse your net. And when that net is clean, you can see clear. And then you can see the purpose of God and retain your hope if we are just having hope in this life, we are of all men and women most miserable. And that's what's happened to the apostolic world. We want our hope to be in jobs and relationships. We want it to be in school. We want it to be in things that of this life. And we still can't find that purity of purpose. Here they were fishing all night, caught nothing. But they said to, hey, we can't lose hope. We've got to cleanse our nets. We've got to cleanse our nets because we're going to go back fishing again. And the next time we go out, we're going to catch some. I don't know when, but we're going to. If somebody's at fishing, when they go out, they catch no fish and never go back. They'll never catch another fish. I'm thankful that there's been very few times that I've been out on the lake that I didn't catch a fish. That's the truth. And when I didn't, I had somebody give me some. But we are really coming up empty a lot of catching fish. And pretty soon, many of you have just stopped fishing because you've lost your purity of purpose. You're just trying to endure in the life that you have now. You're just trying to tread water in whatever situation you're in now 
And it is very evident that many of you are miserable. You know why I know? Because when you're around other people, all you talk about is your troubles. All you do is complain about this situation or that situation or this person. Who knows? Maybe ooh, that particular person in the church or the particular person at your work or the particular person that sits next to you in your classroom is the very thorn in the flesh that God is using to try to cleanse your heart. So that he can give you purity of purpose. Oh, I felt some of that. Pastor, you're talking, you know, you don't know. You don't know who this person is. You don't know what the situation is. You don't, hey, look, I've got plenty of those thorns. I've had them, and I will have them again. Amen. But you just got to hold on to your net. What is our net? What is our net? It's determination. To fulfill the purpose of God. What is our net? It's the word of God. Remember, we've already covered this. God is the only one that can draw a person to him. And he does it by the preaching of the word or the witnessing of the word. You've got to have the word to catch fish. It is the only net that you can use. Hallelujah. It says in Philippians 4 and 8, finally, brethren, Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. James 1.27 says, pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction. And to keep himself, herself, unspotted from the world. The only way you can keep yourself unspotted, unwrinkled, or any unsuch thing is by the washing of the word. That's the only way. Prayer alone is not enough. Fasting alone is not enough. Worship alone is not enough. Giving your tithes alone is not enough. It must be the washing of the word. We have got to get back into the Word every day. Every moment of every day, we've got to be thinking on the Word. And we do, it begins to do something to our hearts. Pure in these contexts here means clean, clear, clarity of purpose, or modest. Be modest in all things. Maybe why our nets are corrupt is because we're no longer being careful in our modesty. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hebrews 9 and 14 says, How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offer himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So now we begin to come from our heart to our mind because the Bible says, as a person thinketh in their heart, so is he. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. 
And so now we've got to take the heart and the mind and bring them together. And without a pure heart, we cannot see God. And the only way we can have that renewing of the mind is by the cleansing of the Word. The only way we can see purity of purpose and understand what God has called each and every one of us to do. I don't care if you're a Sunday school teacher. I don't care if you're an usher. I don't care if you're up there in the choir. You're an ensemble member. You're a minister. It doesn't matter. God has called us all for the same purpose. And that is to catch fish. But the problem with the apostolic church is that we don't put up our nets. We don't put them in the shed. We don't put them in the closet. They're dirty. They're filthy. They're not mended because we're not in the Word like we should be. Amen. And so when the Lord said, go over here to this person. Call that person again. Talk to that person in the line. Let down your net. Our nets are not ready to be let down. They're not cleansed. And so therefore we see no fruit. We see no fish. It's not up to us to separate the fish. God will do that. He'll separate the good from the bad. But our nets have to be cleansed. And it happens through affliction. The trying of our faith. And with the word of God, we remain strong. We remain determined. If I was to really know here this evening, how many of us have said many times in our life, I intended to do that, dear. I intended to do that, mom. I intended to do that, dad. I intended to stop that. I intended to do that. But it never really came to pass. It's amazing to me. You don't have to ask somebody if they've done it. If you see their fruits and the results of it. You know why some of our young adults and our teenagers are having such a hard time living for God? Because they're not in the Word. They're not in the Word. And I think it has a lot to do because they don't have a lot of positive examples around them that's in the Word, that speaks the Word. That when problems come, instead of saying, wait a minute, the Word says this. Wait a minute, let's get into the Word. What they see is a lot of arguing and fighting. All they see is a lot of dirty nets. And so they're thinking to themselves, well, you know, I hear pastor and I feel the Lord at times and I'm glad I do. And he touches me and I weep and cry and I, I get that hope. But then when I leave here, I have nothing that sustains it. I, I don't have that purity of purpose. I see a lot of adults, you know, kind of frowning a little bit. And, well, hey. It's our responsibility. If we want them to be mindful of Scripture, we have to be mindful of Scripture. If we want them to look to God first, we must look to God first. 
If we want them to endure heartaches, we've got to endure heartaches. Doesn't mean you won't get sad. Doesn't mean you won't get depressed. Doesn't even matter you won't get angry. But the point is, you're going to go to the Word. You're going to hold on to the Word. You're going to get purity of purpose. You're going to get a clean heart. And you're going to see God in whatever you're going through. I believe that. I believe you can see God in whatever you go through in life. No matter how disappointing it might be. If you look hard enough in the Word of God, you can find Him. It rains on the just and the unjust. Amen. Purity of purpose. If just a few of you can get a hold of this that I've been teaching on purpose, and you can begin to get into the Word of God to where you become so addicted to it. It's almost like, it, it, you know, I don't know. You know, I, I, I hate to say this, but the truth is the truth. I, I'm addicted to Diet Cokes. Hey, some of you are addicted to coffee. Some of you are addicted to worse things. Well, it's the truth. Why can't I get addicted to the Word of God? To where I've got to have it. 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 It doesn't matter what's going on. I've got to. I'm telling you right now, I know this works. I have put the Word of God in my life, and God has sustained me. God has brought me through every situation that I've ever faced. I'm telling you right now, every enemy I've ever faced, whether in the church or out of church, if I hold on to the Word of God, friend, I'm coming out, and I'm coming out cleansed. But the apostolic problem is this. We give up too easy because we don't have the anchor of our soul, the Word of God. I know it's true. I know it's true. And sometimes, you know, I, I wonder if having the Scriptures on the screen has not hurt us. And the reason I do that is for those that are visiting, those that are running late. But we've gotten such a use to that, we don't even bring our Bibles. We don't open our Bibles. Even if our Bibles were on our iPad, we don't look at it. So maybe it has inadvertently hurt us. Because I wonder tonight, and you don't have to show of hands, how many people actually have a Bible with them? I mean, you're coming to the house of God, you don't even have a Bible. What if I ask you to read? And we didn't bring it up to the screen. We're, we're apostolics and we don't even have a Bible with us in church. Wow. But when you first were born again, every time you came, you had your Bible. In fact, when you took vacation, you took your Bible. You want to know where your Bible was at the house. You panicked a little bit when you couldn't find it. Bringing back memories. What happened to your heart? What happened to your purpose? What happened to your nets? Now, I'm trying to bring this home because, church, our future in God, your future in God depends on it. If he's going to present me to himself a glorious church without spot, wrinkle, or such thing, and the only way he's going to do that is by the cleansing of the word, if I'm not in the word, then I must be spotted, that I must be wrinkled. 
And therefore, I'm not going to be presented to himself. It is not just something that you can take or leave. It is something that is mandatory. The child of God has got to have the word. You've got to be in it every day. It is your life. It is your net. I promise you this, the churches in the apostolic movement that are seeing people saved left and right, I promise you those folks are taking their nets out and they're taking the Word with them. They've been in the Word. They've been praying the Word. They've been studying the Word. And therefore, the Bible says this, My Word shall not return unto me void, but will accomplish that which I've determined. And the reason we're not seeing the fruit is because we're not bringing the Word. Many of you here today, in this glorious truth, because somebody, most likely, my wife and I, were many of you, every time we saw you, we might have chit-chatted a little bit, but we got in the, I remember talking to you first time, we got in the Word. First time you came here, you didn't like what I had to say, but it was the Word. I'm going to tell you right now, your loved ones are not going to be saved without the Word. They're not going to be saved without truth. I'm going to tell you that right now. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make us free. Our nets have become corrupted with the things of the world. I know we got to work. I know there's activities we've got to do. I know there's things in the world we've got to accomplish. But what good is that if we've gained it all and lose our soul? What good is it? What good is it? And I'm not knocking. Uh, when I say some of the things that's happening, I'm not trying to deter someone from getting an education or getting a better job. I'm not, I'm not trying to deter that. But has that become your focus where you no longer have your net? What good is your education? What good is a new job? What good is all of that if you're going to lose your soul? Friend of mine, I'm going to tell you right now, none of us, including me in this place, is guaranteed heaven. Amen. So I surely cannot afford to lose my purity of purpose. I can't lose my determination. I don't care how, how discouraged I get. And let me tell you something, I get discouraged just like you. When I come to services and I see all of you and I'm so glad you're here, but then I look out and where's this one? Where is that one? Where is this one? How come this one's not here? How come they haven't texted me? How come if I text them, they won't text back? But if I do that, they get upset. I constantly think about you. And it sometimes discourages me because no matter what I try to do or what my wife and I try to do, you still go off and do the things that I know eventually will destroy you. So we need to somehow get back to our purity of purpose. We need to get a determination again. It's not like there's not fish out there. And I know this, you know, and some of you don't fish, but... But I know going to Steelhouse or Belton, whether I catch it or not, they're in there. I'm not going to take the approach that my son-in-law wants to do with, with a stick of dynamite and, and put it. No, I don't want to kill the fish. I want to catch them. But you know something? Fishing, he said, I'll make you fishers of men. He didn't say I'll make you catchers of men. That's why they call it fishing, because you're not guaranteed to catch. But if you're not out there on the water,
water and you don't have the right bait and the only right bait there is is the word of God, friend of mine, I promise you, they're not going to jump in the boat. I know old fish stories and it has happened where fish can't jump in the boat. I know it's a fact. Even on Steelhouse or Belton, you know, the whites are running so much, and if they're not, whew, you might have one jump in the boat if your boat's low enough. Amen. But you didn't catch that. You didn't catch that. Even, even when, oh, I'm sensing the Holy Ghost. Even when Peter made a mistake and, and went out there and said, yes, my master and I pay tax, he still had to go fishing. He still had to go fishing. And, and Jesus didn't say just go down and get the money from there. He said go down and the first fish you catch. He didn't say how long it would take. He said, but you got to go fishing. How do we know? Listen to me. How do we know the next fish you catch won't come in here with a check for $1 million? How do you know? But if we don't go to the waters and we don't. If Peter would have said, that's crazy. I've never seen any money in the fish. I haven't either. But he obeyed the word. And he went down. He caught that fish. He opened. He opened that fish's mouth. And there was enough money in there to pay his and the Lord's tax. Don't think it's not possible. That fish is waiting. The school is waiting. Amen. The fish is out there. And you have what it takes. You know truth. You know truth. You know what it takes to be saved. Where's your nets? Where's your net? If every word of God is pure, and it is, that means the only peace that I can get in this life is from the word. Because he is the prince of peace. I can get a temporary peace in something good in this life that happens. But it never lasts. But the good thing with the word, if I hide it in my heart, I hide peace in my heart. I hide joy in my heart. I hide faith in my heart. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Amen. The trying of our Faith. Why are we tried? Have you ever thought about that? Why does God try us? He told us. But let me break it down for you. He tries you to see how much word you know. Faith, trying of our faith, word. He tries you to see how much word you're going to use to get out of it. With every temptation, he is faithful and just to give us a way to what? What do you think that way is? The Word of God. And the reason some of us don't escape it, because we don't get in there and find it. We, we, I said we, we love just to complain. We do, all of us. Every one of us. Me, you, we all do. And instead of saying, wait a minute. This is going to help me have purity of heart, a clean heart, a modest heart. It's going to purge me of things that are keeping me spotted 
and wrinkled. And with purity of purpose, I can have hope that God will give me an opportunity to share the word to loved ones. And when I have that opportunity, I'm going to share it. If he gives me another one, I'm going to share it. If he gives me another one, I'm going to share it. Because I know the power of the word. Power of the word. Amen. We're going to continue this when the Lord lets me. And we're going to take up basically to have a purposeful mind. Because without that, you have no determination. You got to make up your mind. You got to have a mind that has a purpose. Amen. I hope that something that I've said tonight has stirred you. I hope you find your nets. I hope you repair them and cleanse them. And I believe that if some of you will, we'll begin to see this church fill up. No matter what others do. It won't make no difference what others do. Amen. I've said it the other day, and I'll say it again tonight as I get ready to close and let you go. When people leave this church for whatever reason, it's because they're not in the Word. They're just not in the Word. I'm not talking about legitimate reasons, PCS and things. I'm talking about when they get discouraged, when they have a complaint, when they use somebody else, when they use the preacher, when they use this, when they use that, it's because they're not in the Word. Challenge you tonight. Find your Bible. (laughs) Find your Bible. Don't leave home without it. And next time that we put the Scripture up there, be one of the ones that let me see you have a Bible. (laughs) We need to start bringing our Bibles to church. And if we can't get to it quick enough, because I'm pretty quick sometimes, it'll be up there. But have your Bible. Be ready. I'm going to be calling on some of you to read a scripture. No, I'm not. The Lord bless you tonight. We need purity of purpose. We need our nets clean. You're dismissed in the fear of the Lord.